I can cut it out. Oh my god. But you like, won't. That's the thing. I know. No, you this time I will. Do. This time you I will. This time do. I will. And then I try to cut it out, and then I can only cut out a certain part because I got Nigga, I'll cut it out right in front of you, my nigga. Don't worry. It is what it is. No, it ain't, nigga. But this shit was mad funny. Listen. Yo, I... Oh, oh, man. Oh, oh, shit. I gotta look up what episode we're on. Uh, we're on episode uh, 10. 110. 110. Shout out oh. to that. Yo. Oh, bro. I'm... Two years ago, believe it or not, because uh-huh. Facebook likes to remind us about our fucking memories, because mm-hmm. that is only what it's good for, just to remind us of the past, the nostalgia feature of it all. Um... Two years ago, we just finished ten episodes. So now I feel like we're on this like loop of just like we're uh, we're between like a hundred mm-hmm. and just like we got a hundred weeks between whenever and whatever. Now I don't know. It's fucking crazy. A hundred weeks. A hundred weeks. I don't know. It's crazy. Between them, or at least a hundred episodes. Sorry, a hundred episodes. We got way more weeks. We got way more weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're back. Episode one hundred ten of the Two Belts Podcast. Absolutely. It is hot again. It's um, hot in here. Hot in these streets. Tank top poppy's back. Well, yeah. Yeah. You just, uh, and I am just wearing a t-shirt because. Hold the fucking phone. I can't wear it. Hold on. All right. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we were talking about continuity and the heat and yeah. the return oh, of time. Oh, it's hot. It's hot again. Yeah. It's hot It's again. hotter than the devil's nutsack. It's very, very hot. My job is not completely turned on all the cooling in the building because of. All this other shit, but you know it's back. It's it's hot. You know. Yo, there is such a drastic difference between the floor that the warehouse is on and then the rest of the store, my nigga. So tell me about how your job is going. How is it going? What, oh, how, it's, how, it's how many how many weeks are you into this job now? It's about uh, close to four weeks now. Close to four weeks now. How's everything going? And just like like I don't see myself being here forever. I've got like you know a backup plan for all this, sure. but it's just like it's nice to be there. It's nice to be around creatives. It's nice to sit there and talk creative. Like, and, like, everyone in the re- warehouse is, like, wrestling fans. So we're talking about who's getting pushed, who's over, who's not. Nice. So it's, it's real fun. It's a real um, fun space to be. How is it just assimilating to your new hours and just life? Because oh, it's in your pretty... previous job, you just your your hours are kind of wacky. You're just, like, wherever, whatever, whenever. No, no, no. My hours were kind of set over there. It's just that I worked the evening so much because most people were, like, in school and shit like that. Right, right. Now it's like I work the, like, the, the early mornings, and then when I get out, I have time to do certain things. Sure. And then certain nights, I just don't really go out. Listen. Like, I go out Saturday mostly. I don't really go out Friday anymore. Listen, it's, it's wash life, man. Yeah. Nah. Still go out though. I don't know. I, still, I mean, I go out eventually, but like sometimes I don't. <laughs> you got, want to, you gotta go out. Sometimes I don't want to go out. Like nah, I'd be wanting to go out. Not, sometimes, well, yes, I, I sometimes some days I want to go out, but like most of the time, like yo, I kind of want to chill. Like today, me, like if we didn't have this podcast, I'd be going straight home because I'm tired. I am tired right now. I know. I, I know. Don't, no, 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 it's okay. No, no, it's, it's not okay, it. Poppy. It's, it's fine. Every we're all adults here. Everyone goes through a tired week, but I am fucking. I know, because it's like... It's that sun. It's the fucking heat. I think it's just making me wild. It's the sun. It's the season. It's like all people with melanin get agitated when it's hot out. It's super hot. Like, it was hot in my office. I haven't done work for three days. Like, I just <laughs> haven't done work. <laughs> Nigga, you can't focus? Or, yeah. you just, or you just tight? It's just too hot. Like, and I'm... And if they tell me, like, yo, why haven't I done work? I'm like, because it's hot and you motherfuckers won't fix it. That's exactly it. Like, I can't operate if it's too hot. I'm just one of those people. I would rather be freezing than me put on a hoodie and something. Really? Nah, I don't know. I don't actually. Nah, know. once it, like you know I could be real agitated when I'm hot, but that's if I haven't taken a shower. I would be I'm so cold. if I am musty, I'm angry. Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I'm not, I don't. I don't work well under hot weather. Like cool, cold weather, I'm like shit. Nah, actually, when it was cold in my old job, like it was freezing, like I had to put my jacket on every day. I didn't really work either. Just give me a good normalized weather. Just put the cool on. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like the cold, man. I don't know. I can't fuck with that. Like it's easier for me to just take off more clothes than it is for me to put on and be mobile. As much as I would like to just, I feel like especially yesterday, I was like I should just go out in compression shorts because this shit is just. It's fucking too hot. With your webs all out? Yeah, in the little Charlie Haas joints? No, yeah, well, it doesn't really show you shit. In like, the world's greatest tag team, little John? Right, you know it what doesn't mean? really show anything. Like, it's so, it's meant to support high and lift yeah. and push and all this other Yeah, junk. support your junk, yeah, gotcha. it's meant to do all that shit. It's meant to, like, make your shit... Do it for the ladies, fat. gotcha. Um, Got you, bro. Let's throw it on the gram, right? It's like, <laughs> Ow. 
<laughs> Sorry, I just sh- casually throw it on the gram and shit. <laughs> like, you know, very subtle laughter. Very subtle laughter. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The hot has made me fucking not want to work, but here we are. Nah, man. So the the fucking warehouse is mad cold at work. Like it's mm-hmm. frigid, my nigga. Like I walk downstairs, I was like, damn, the AC blasting, nigga. Walk upstairs, holy fucking shit, who's baking me? I know my fucking light bill is about to be crazy because my my family does not give a shit. They don't pay the phone, but they don't pay the electric bill. I pay the electric bill. So my family does not care about anything unless they're just like cool oh man all they care about is being cool like they don't care about like oh this shit is about to be like wild highest electric bill i've ever paid 346 dollars that's it yeah oh in my old crib when we was living when we was living on the bronx all together me and my boys our electric bill came up to like about 500 dollars jesus that's split between three ways my nigga i I paid the least amount because one my room was the smallest Mm -hmm. but my nigga Bro, I don't mean you using the least electricity. I nigga. am using the least electricity because I didn't Static have shock in your room and shit. Bro, nigga. I didn't have like they, all of them niggas had their own big ass TVs, and then sure. there was the big ass TV in the living room which which belonged to one of the other niggas. So mm-hmm. it's just like, yo, my nigga, all your appliances and y'all just be sure. like leaving them shits on for day. Yeah. Nigga would leave his PlayStation on for days, nigga. bro. It's like, listen, I don't feel like it's... fucking buying a memory card, my nigga. <laughs> nigga, it's not even that, bro. It's hard drives now. There's no I memory cards. I don't even feel like saving my G. Like, oh I, my god. I don't got enough space left. I don't got shit. I just gotta keep playing. I never seen no shit like this, bro. Oh, I'm so glad I live in housing and then, like, that shit is just thrown in with the bill. Sure. That would be nice. I was looking at them. I was looking at places um, earlier today. Not that I don't think. I don't know if I'm gonna move or not. Bro, move. But I just feel bro, like. Bro, move. It is what it is. Bro, I, move. I, I don't know if I'm going to move or ahead. not, but I like looking at the temperature of various neighborhoods that I'm in. I was just like, yo, let's see what the price is in just, like, <laughs> this area. And just, like, I just like to check the temperature. Like, Ooh, it's too hot over here. It's too, <laughs> it's too crazy. It's too crazy. It's too crazy. This, is, this, is young, this isn't even young working class professional. This is, like, grown-ass grown nigga with old money. And you know what's the worst part? Is that in the future, it's essentially they're all forcing us to have roommates because it just... It's not financially viable to one, live by yourself. One, first and foremost. Two, there's just not going to be enough space for all of us. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be crazy. So it's going to be like, you know, we're going to have this ultimatum where it's like, you know, we might have to eat each other's flesh. Facts. They're making one bedroom $1,700, which is just blows my mind because it's like there's no way that I'm paying that ever in life. I don't know. What hospital do they think I work at? Like, how many... Wait, how many hospitals do they think I work at? They just think I'm, like, Cliff Huxtable or some bullshit. Right? Like, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, Gavin. Um, but... No. Life is... It is what it is. We gotta move on. Mm-hmm. Um, Came from a wonderful, uh, Mother's Day slash birthday dinner with my mom. Oh, beautiful. I know. Go? Um, my mom spent about, I wanna say, three hours being shady. Sure. <laughs> as she does when her hair is laced. Listen, I think for Mother's Day, I made my mom breakfast and she was satisfied. I was supposed to buy her sneakers too. Oh, word. But it rained crazy on Saturday and then I'm way too busy on Sunday to actually go out and do things. And I felt like it was Mother's Day too, so I should probably be home instead of going out to buy sneakers, but... Man, fuck all that, I'm, man. I'm just, I'm you know, you know, do it anyway. Uh, mama, I love you. I'm about to go hop the new 12s. You know what? I did actually buy sneakers for myself yesterday. See, there you go, bro. I need to go actually buy sneakers for my mom. I need to actually do that. That's wondrous. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, my sister got my mom's shoes. Oh, good. I got my mom my presents, as always. Mm-hmm. You know, just... <laughs> it's mad Because it's like, my mom never really wants anything, but she's always good with cash. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just hand... Just, just give me the money. Just give her cash. Just give her the money. It's not Mother's Daily. It's like... That's thug nigga like shit. Her off to yeah, nigga, it's loan shark shit. Yeah, That's like, how my mother is. You know how it is. Every year. Give me the money. <laughs> Run it up, nigga. Give me the loot. <laughs> Bunny is, nigga. <laughs> Empty your pockets. My guy, how do you feel about these? This new... Oh, who the fuck is here? I told you, bro. Oh. Maggie. What? Be quiet. <laughs> Pull your pussy up. Oh, You're on the radio right no, now. No, I'm not on the radio. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Oh, really? Have you met Tiara? Hi, Hi Tiara. Tiara. This is Carlos. Carlos, nice to meet you. Oh, it seems serious. Okay. Gonna... <laughs> nah, it ain't. It ain't. Trust me. We're making weed dick and fart jokes. <clears throat> um, but yeah, how do you feel about this? Um, speaking of. 
Hi, children. <laughs> they dead ass looking at us. Yo, they're like five year olds. You know what? Because today's a Thursday schedule. So people are actually here today. Because of the oh, snow word? day, they had to remake up their reading day. Ew. Yeah, that's terrible. Fuck um, uni, bro. No one yet. No one no one on listening to this podcast cares about that. How do you feel about male rompers, bro? Male rompers? Male um, rompers. Hey, hey, as as people are trying to put this, a romp him. First of all, don't make it romp him. It's just wild stuff. That first of all, first of all, yeah, because when you come from like West Indian backgrounds and shit like that, hey, when you romp, romp means break or fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only two romp. Romping shop, if you have not heard. Romping shop, um, aka Miss Independent, but with Jamaican people. Listen, um, <laughs> I can't play Miss Independent anymore because I feel like people are just going to expect romping shop. Young girl, again. And every young girl by mine. Like, you literally can't this play is the song. You can't play this song either, my nigga. Not in this fucking climate, my nigga. The first few lines is man to man, gal to gal, that's wrong, scorn them. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of problematic heat from back in the day. Yeah, very... I know. There's like, like there's mad dancehall songs that I love, but you can't play them because it's so problematic. Mm. Like, uh, what's that song by T.O.K.? Log on and step on Chichiman. Log on. <laughs> and I was like, yo, the like people used to like, oh shit, we got to dance right now. Right. But then you're like, oh my God, they're talking about burning wow, gay this people. This is so hateful, this actually. Is, yeah, like, this is wild hateful. There's so many songs that people just skip off and done off. Mm-hmm. Yo, there is a DMX song called Where the Hood At. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's so angry and about homosexuals. He's homo- so just mad. Very about- upset this at homosexuals. Like the first time he's ever like experienced like homosexuality and just decided to talk about it. Oh, man. Forever. Yo, on the podcast last week, too, it was mad slurring and eating noises. I was like, damn it, I can't cut this out. But go ahead. Oh, hold on. on. Got it. You gotta eat. You gotta eat, my nigga. You gotta eat. Um, we, all, we all have hard working days, but this, this male romper thing, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I, you know what You know what's the crazy thing about it? Is the fact that it seems like a crazy idea, but then all the Twitter jokes kind of made it much more relatable. It was. All the Twitter jokes were just spinning it back and making it, like, objectifying men. Sure. That's really all all they were doing. Like, if Thug wears a male romper, we just, like... We accept it. We just accept it. But what I'm saying is, like, in, like, the last two years, niggas have been wearing crop tops, like, more and more and more dudes getting their faces pierced and stuff like that. So things that we exclusively associated with homosexuality or femininity, mm-hmm. those things are coming to the point where Fucking it's... Fucking Uzi wearing Chanel purses now. Yeah, it's like coming to the... like. Well, actually, like a lot of African dudes were wearing like uh, like satchel bags like that mm-hmm. for a long time. And like West Indian dudes too. Right. But, um, but what I'm saying is like all those things that we thought... Like everything's slowly creeping up to the top where it's just like people just don't care anymore or not gonna bat an eye if like a nigga comes out in like a uh, fucking thong and a skirt, my nigga. Listen, I, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I will bet an eye and then turn around. But, <laughs> listen, I don't know. It depends on which way he's facing. But, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. It, it, it seems like a very... Um, oh, that's terrible. seems like a very comfortable idea. What, romper? Yeah. Oh, hell like, no, it's not, bro. Show, first of all, first of all, first like, of all, first of all. If you, you don't even have to wear underwear. You have just... you ever wore, like, a flight suit or, like, a no. like a mechanics outfit? No. It's basically the same. Have I ever same... showed up like Eric Rowan to anybody? Any yeah, 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 bro. Have you ever showed up like Michael Myers, my nigga? That's what the fuck I'm asking. Ever so, dressed like Vegeta? No, I haven't. So when you, when you come out the jumpsuit... And you know, rompers zip in the back like most mm-hmm. dresses. Actually, but... I have wore a, I've worn a hazmat suit before. I have. The fuck kind of shit you into, listen, nigga? Listen, we, we get to that. What was your pussy made of plutonium, bro? <laughs> <laughs> had to be had to be extra safe, <laughs> niggas in there with a condom and a Geiger counter. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> well, go ahead, go ahead. Go All ahead. right. Anyway, so uh, what the fuck was I saying? You were saying something about just how the romper feels, because I was just like, Yo, it's just like it's the same concept as that, just turned the other way around, my nigga. It's not very comfortable because you have to come out the whole jaw to piss. No, I'm. I would assume you could be able to like zip it down, but you would be able to zip and you it down can't further wear... than women. Like you would be able to. You'd zip be it... zipping for the front. Yeah, zipping from the front, bro. It's supposed to be a complete piece from the front and zip in the back. You can't just. What if you zip from the front? You know what it is. They're just gonna have the. They the... have a dick hole. Yeah, they are gonna have a dick hole, just, just like boxer shorts. Just they hole. have a button to keep your dick in, yeah. and then once, once you unleash the crack in, I mean, you just. Like, yeah, you go. 
There you go. Make oh, sure you got, bro. Make sure your rompers have dick holes when you fucking invent them. When Urban Outfitter shows up with the romper collection. Oh, shit. Did I grab my bag? Um, Your bag is right over there. Oh, there. fuck. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Bro. Hold on. But this second. romper thing, I don't know. I'm not fully... It's okay. It's, 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 a, it's an interesting concept. I don't know if I, I'm fully supportive of this romper thing, but it seems like a cool idea. It came up with a lot of Twitter jokes over the last um, over the last week. I appreciate I how... I know I'm tired. Why? Because I forgot. I was like, yeah, I'm going to grab my bag, put it in the room. And then when you walked in the room, I just went in the room and sat down. Dog, I forgot my laptop here last week. Half of this shit is not canon. I forgot my laptop completely. What do you mean not canon, nigga? Not it canon. happened. Yeah, it happened, but it's not canon towards the podcast. <laughs> the <laughs> continuity of the podcast. Facts, my nigga. Like, it's not. But I left my laptop completely here last week. Thankfully, shout out to Mitchell. He lives like three blocks from me, so he just dropped it um, by my way. But I was like, yo, I'm so out of it. But, you know, male rappers. A lot of good Twitter jokes. That's Hell yeah, it was just a lot all... Of great Twitter jokes. Like Absolutely. Money. Like, just money. Cash. Just, even women got in on the jokes. Of course they did. Oh, but I didn't shave. And then, like, the nigga getting his ass eaten. I was like, oh, yeah, wild. Something along those lines. Something yeah, wild, that. baby. Um, Let's see, what should we get? To? Yo. Drake and Tory Lanez. Drake and Tory Lanez Shout settled their beef. Settled their beef. They're no longer frenemies. Now they're giving each other's frenemies. Uh, but <laughs> why are they beefing? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I feel like, alright, so here's the thing. like, Because Drake needs somebody to pick on, that's this why. Drake and Tory Lanez beef on Drake end started in 2016, and on Tory Lanez end started in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I feel. Because Drake was so popping in Toronto, in a sense. And I feel like Tory Lanez just wanted to be acknowledged. Like, yeah, nigga, I'm here too. I'm out doing it big. But Drake wasn't. Drake was just like, no, I'm the only really nigga doing it out here. Like, this is my city, blah, blah, blah. It's only me and Bieber and shit like that. And, or maybe The weekend too, me, Bieber, Abel. Like, we the only ones doing this shit. And he just didn't acknowledge him at all. He even acknowledged Cardinal official, which, as he should, you know, just a, a legend from Toronto. One of the first, um, I don't, nah, not one of the first, but in terms of late 2000s, just had that, you know, pop smash dangerous with Akon. So. Dangerous, she's a bad girl. I'm throw it on. I fucking hate that song. What? Alright. I fucking hate that song. But, um, Tory Lanez was really the only one he didn't acknowledge because they kind of <laughs> occupied the same space of like, I'm a singer, I'm a rapper, I do both kind of well, but. I really do one better than the other. I'm pick Jamaican. Right. I'm Bayesian. <laughs> Something like, like everything is kind of like low budgeter when it comes to Tory Lanez. <laughs> like family dollar. Like it's value. not. But the reason why it's getting to the point where it's like way cheaper, it's because he does things that he we we've gotten used to him doing so often. Mm-hmm. It's like it feels like almost like he doesn't reinvent the wheel when he touches music. Because when we first heard Tory Lanez, we we're like, damn, this is new. This is fresh. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sound completely like Drake, and his voice is. Well, it, when when did you first hear Tory Lanez? Tory Lanez, I think it was Chicks Tape 2. Mm. When Chicks Tape 2 dropped and, like, his, uh, what was it, the grandma's, was it grandma's couch or grandma's basement or something? Mm-hmm. When those songs first dropped, I'm like, yo, this is this is really distinct. And then it got to the point where it's just like, okay, he's rehashing old samples from, like, the 90s and the 2000s, yada, mm. yada, yada. Oh, he's making trap music and he's singing on the hook. Sure. And then it's just, it got really, it got really fucking monotonous. Mm-hmm. So it's like... What I want for right now is Tory Lanez on the back motherfucking burner. Right. Just sitting down, reinventing the wheel. <laughs> Listen, I feel like now that this beef is over and has stopped consuming his entire existence, because it really didn't consume Drake's That's entire That's why his existence. forehead's so big, because all he did was think about Drake. Because <laughs> it really just consumed his existence. Like, this was more, this is like, yo, when you're beefing with somebody, it's like, this nigga's beefing with me? Oh, I guess I should... Like, Drake has no, thrown, sh- thrown shots. But I've been that nigga before. I've right. been the nigga where it's like, yo, this nigga's mad at me? Yeah, he's actually been mad at me for years? How long? <laughs> 2011, my nigga? I fucked this nigga's bitch or something? Like, like, did I not I get the do? memo? I don't know. Or, did what the fuck I, did I do? Did I touch up on your girl? It, like, it my bad. Then they, you know, they flex <laughs> on the gram. They were just like, hey, you know, we made up. He should have stood on phone books, nigga, because he has never looked so short. Drake is like, what, about six foot? Probably. Like a stocky six foot? Yeah. So this nigga Tory Lanez looked like the great gazoo standing next to Fred Flintstone, nigga. (laughs) He looks fucking small as shit. (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> Yo. Should've, that that nigga's a short person, man. That nigga's a that's a short man. That, that is a little short, man. That's a little man. Um like Little Man, the movie featuring Marlon Wayne. Oh man, you watch that movie? I did. My niece loves that oh, movie. Man. My niece loves that movie and White Chicks. You want to know why? Because children are coons. They don't know any better. <laughs> children are coons and they don't know any better. They What's love. A, they love. It's a, fun, it's a funny movie for kids because it features a guy trying to be a kid. Like in in White Girls, is just hilarious to me. I just, that shit is prime coon humor. <laughs> I don't know. That shit. Is, Eddie sure. Wayne's brother. Is that shit is prime coon humor. Eddie Wayne's brother show was the prime coon fucking variety show for thirty minutes. What? Right there with Martin, nigga. Well, yeah. All right. All right. Um, Martin was what? That shit. Oh man, we could have a whole episode on Martin. Maybe we will. Um, but not likely. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but. Yeah, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad to stop consuming sort of Tory Lane's existence, or at least stop being his narrative, because now he can sort of go back and just sort of, hey, I'm just creating music, and hopefully he can benefit from this in terms of just like, now he gets a little collaboration with Drake. They do the little fucking fake island thing. They just speak in accents to each other all fucking all over the track. And then they kiss. Get on the blim. <laughs> right, kiss. exactly. A long, mouthy, sweaty, <laughs> moist kiss. Their beards are touching. The, the, fucking, the spit from them just draws from one mouth to another. Oh, and man. And it gives birth to, like, I don't even know. It's just, it's like a seashell or some shit. A blim remix coming. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Tory Lane's song is out now. But Drake could do a remix to that. I'm sure he's texting for a remix, but Drake will not text back. Because even in that picture, Drake doesn't look thrilled. Like, Tory Lanez looks thrilled. This nigga's hey. trying to middle fingers. I'm like, ah, gang, gang, y'all, sway, both ah. y'all, ha, ha, ha. And Drake's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah. on the team. He's yeah. on the roster, bro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Then we have this T. Wayne album. Um, And not... The nigga, the nigga who went low when the album dropped. No, the nigga, not the nigga who fucking first I hop out the motherfucking whip ass nigga. First thing first, let me hop out my Porsche. Shout out to first the of all, it sounded like line dancing, my nigga. It sounded like OD line dancing when he raps. Shout out to the millennials who like, have no idea what T Wayne is, and then just thinking T Wayne is biting off of fucking T Wayne, the viral star. And I'm just like, how long have you been alive? Like, T-Wayne, but I don't know. T-Wayne is kind of like a niche hip-hop thing. Like, T-Wayne was assembled because Lil Wayne was at the peak of Lil Wayne-ness, and T-Pain was at the peak of T-Wayne-ness, and they both made great music together. One wanted to be respected more to be in their rapping, T-Pain, and one wanted to be recognized more for the singing that he does, or whatever he calls singing, Lil Wayne. And then they... <laughs> Whatever he calls singing. So they said, he raps, he sings, and they created T-Wayne, and it was supposed to be a fucking album that dropped, however, or a mixtape, or whatever fuck it was supposed to be. Joint project that never got off the fucking rails, mm-hmm. because I think Jay-Z murked T-Pain's career. And what then... Death of Autotune? Death of Autotune. Like, it, it did. I'm not even gonna lie, it did. And then... It just never happened because Lil Wayne never actually commits to any joint projects. Like, <laughs> no, he commits to joints, just not projects. <laughs> um. So, fast forward uh, eight years later, mm-hmm. we get T Pain's like, I'm tired of holding on to this T Wayne shit. Like, it's really a hassle or something. Like, my nigga, it's like it's a towel hassle. These, these songs aren't even that good. How many um, puns have I got at this point? You got You got a record. Where's my pun, Where's my pun counter record. at? I think you're going for a double-double with puns. Oh, man. Um, puns and fucking eating food on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm a legend. <laughs> you know what it is? Because I have lunch so fucking early, and I forget. Listen. What did I have? It, it don't matter. It don't matter. So It doesn't T-Pain, matter what you T-Pain ate. and Lil Wayne finally dropped, or at least T-Pain did. I don't know if Lil Wayne is included in this. I don't know if Lil Wayne knew that, that this was being dropped. Oh, excuse me, BET.com. I hate BET.com because they have the fucking autoplay on this thing. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, let me choose whether or not I want to play you or not, bro. Listen, now we got, you know, you rap, you sing. None of these songs were recorded past 2009. Can't be. <laughs> yeah, I know, because you can tell by Wayne's flow. Flow, references. I think he referenced a sidekick on the fucking one of these records. Like. Just everything about this is just like 2009, which was like this awkward stage in music mm-hmm. because it was a transition between old shit and new shit. 
Yeah. And it was just like a lot of the new cats, Drake, Kid Cudi, at the time, Asher Roth. Moving out of that, like, like that, uh, that, that sort of futuristic snap dance, boom yeah. bappy ass stage that we were in. The ring Tony, all this other shit. Yeah, trap yeah. was trap was getting like harder, like harder 808s mm-hmm. and more defined, and like recording had become better. Right. We, I think we had just gotten, like, what was it, 256 KBPS? Facts. It was just, like, really. Um, there's a... I don't know. None of these tracks really hit. I'm surprised he even dropped this and expected it to be fly, even in 2009. I nah, thought it would have been disappointing. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have dropped... Like, if I had something that was, like, from the peak of my success and I wait, like, about, oh, close to 10 years to drop it or throw it out there... I would have never dropped it. I would have yeah. waited till I was dead. <laughs> and then niggas release your, your time capsule? Release my shit. Like they did with Prince, they can wait for Prince to fucking die before they was like, put all this shit on Apple Music, my nigga. Like they couldn't wait. Bro. They, like this nigga was like strictly against any streaming service. Because he had full, con- like when an artist has full control, it is a beautiful and terrible thing for mm-hmm. fans. It is like, yo, he could just drop music whenever he wants. And then it's like, yo, he could just hold music for whenever he wants. So he's just never going to drop shit. It's like fucking Frank Ocean. Like, I don't know, now he's dropping shit on his radio show. But it is what it is. You want to beat this nigga up? We could beat this nigga up. <sighs> We're, there are two of us, right? right now. This is true. You hit him high, I hit him low. Yeah. And by low, I mean the scrotum, my nigga. Because <laughs> I do not play fair. Um, T. Wayne is a... I don't know. It's a, if you want to throw back to 2009, like this is some cool shit to listen to, but yeah. it's not really like good or anything memorable. The only thing memorable on it is that Nicki Minaj just did it on him beat his own one of these Oh, yeah, it is. I just... Bangladesh never got paid for this shit. Yeah. Because Cash Money never pays their producers. Baby never pays their... Baby never... Listen, there's... I'm sure there's a ton of Bangladesh beats that that nigga... That baby's never paid for. But it's a... Bangladesh. It's, it's cool. I mean, it's cool for what it is. I think it's a good nostalgia factor. It's like, oh, we loved T-Pain and Lil Wayne back then, so here's the joint project by them, but neither... It would be interesting if they did a brand new one now, but I don't even think niggas would want to... wouldn't even cared about that. Um, plus, I don't think it would ever happen, because I feel like the industry was a dickhead to Lil fucking T-Pain. Oh, absolutely. T-Pain I- was on every hook, supported mm-hmm. every song, made All I Do Is Win fucking amazing... And then, like, the he was minute... not for about what four or five summits, yeah. And that's that's hard, nigga. That's and hard then, to do, yeah. And, and just when Death of Auto Tune came, everyone just kind of like distanced oh, themselves fuck that away. Nigga. From... I don't want him to buy me no goddamn drinks. And I was just like, yo, you guys are assholes. Like, poor that's why T Pain went through depression and all this other shit. And, and... this is why I say Jay Z's a fuckboy, but nobody that wants to believe me, son. He don't I'm... ever support, he always tries to hinder movements when he should be supporting them. And the niggas went with Auto Tune back again, Kanye. Ron Kanye, Ron, Kanye, Ron Browse, Young Thug. Like, it's mad niggas right now with auto-tune on their voice. Listen, it is what it is. Auto-tune or Melodyne. Future in the beginning? I no, even Future, if you, yeah, Future still does use it now. now. He uses it sparingly. Yeah, even a little bit now. Um, But this T-Wayne discussion had made me think about, yo. Actually, this T-Wayne discussion in a group chat that I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Thinking about music from 2007, and that's what I kind of wanted to be. Pull up the charts! That's what I wanted to be, the sort of, uh, the basis of this podcast, just sort of revisiting 2007. Let me set the scene for you. Yes, please. Have, Where were you in 2007, 2007 Let's see. 2000. 2005. Let's see, I graduated in 2009, right? So, let's see. 2007, I had to be, what, a sophomore? Damn, I was a sophomore, so I, I had Miss Lewis as my first teacher of the day, and she had the cake, she had the yams, my nigga. You could not, you could not get up to solve a problem, my nigga, because everyone's going to know you had a boner. Like, she was that fine. Anyway. <laughs> I thought it would have been a nice background. I don't remember the actual song. Or I, I don't remember the actual YouTube. song either. I think, I think that's uh, Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, it's the song where he makes all those fucking noises with his mouth. Is it now? Don't worry. Be happy. Yeah, bro. There we go. Yeah, it's Bobby McFerrin, bro. Yeah, yeah. We gonna do it. All right, go ahead. You can. Does he sing on this? Yeah, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Right, That's right. the hook, bro. <laughs> do you not remember this song? No. Oh, 
I um, barely remember it. I remember it from like, I don't know, being in the background of other movies. Um, nonetheless, 2007, magical year. Uh-huh. You were a sophomore in high school. I was, oh had, my God. Had the hair? Of course I had the hair, nigga. That's when I started growing the hair, too. I started growing the hair. Oh, awkward man. Stage. That was an awkward stage. That was a fro, my nigga. Um, 2007, I was graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and going into college. So I kind of have two different experiences because my senior year was absolutely lit. Um, for no reason for me, actually. I was not a lit person in high school. I was just kind of, like, cool to be around. Did you get dome? In the summer of 2007 is when I lost my virginity. Salute, nigga. Salute. Um, and then I went to college. Freshman year of college was kind of lit, too, because my high school was, like, mostly guys because it was a kind of a trade high school. Ooh. It was, like, electrical engineering Ooh. and, like, computer science and all this other shit. Couldn't be me, my nigga. And then when I got to college, I was like, oh, there are titties everywhere. I know, it's like titties falling from the ceiling, yeah, nigga. And then like, it was even it's even crazier about city colleges. Like the women look way better mm-hmm. than most like I don't even know how like they do it. State. Yeah, like a lot of people just end up like being really, really, really incredibly good looking at yes. City College. Yes. I agree. We have a incredible batch of good looking women. I completely Absolutely. Agree. Um Swear. So that was fun. First experiences mm-hmm. with Dominican women. Fucking crazy. Um, I know, horrendous, right? Um, I stopped dating them after high school. Um, let's see. And just I, exclusively sleeping. But it was, <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a good year. To me, it was a good year because music was really, really good in 2007. I don't know how much it actually pushed the bound. Pushed it, was, the, it was an interesting transitory period. I yeah. think it was it the, fir- the first appearance of Drake. First, of, no, It was one of the first appearances of Drake. Um, I pulled it up in terms of just like comeback season Drake. I actually wanted to talk about that a lot, because I want to compare Drake then to Drake now and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I know in 2007, um, were you listening to anything in particular in 2007? Dipset, because I went to high school with all of niggas. Dipset was, really... was dead in 2007. I know, and we were still <laughs> listening to their freestyles and shit like that. Because <laughs> it was mad dead. funny, because I was like part of a, what was it? So most of the people I went to school with mm-hmm. lived in Harlem. Yes. So those are the niggas that they looked up to. So, I came all the way from Inwood, my nigga, where it's like people barely know where I'm from. I had to point out that the La Marina and fucking basketball courts is there. No, like, La Marina wasn't even popping at that time. Oh. It's the basketball courts, the summer games. Sure. So, I'd be like, yeah, I live by the basketball courts up on 200. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we be up there in the summer. But it's like niggas who sit around and rap and shit like that. I was always into You got the Aleister Black theme? You wild, you a wild boy. Yeah, I know. This is a cool theme. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Not right now, but a, a playlist coming soon. Um, but yeah, it's a 2007. For me, I was listening to a lot of rap. I remember I listened to. I remember I was really big on Chameleon Air in 2007. Really? Really big on Chameleon Air. I thought. Did you still wear Jordans? <laughs> I wear Jordans now. I never wore Jordans then. I swore mm. off Jordans then. I couldn't afford them, so I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I was really I remember just being a really big Chameleon Air fan because the sound of Revenge was really really popping in two thousand seven five to me, and then he dropped his second album and then he was never heard of again. Um, I remember fuck I remember Lil Wayne's The Drought Three, mm. the double mixtape from Dat Piff. Um, had songs like you know where he remixed like Promise by Sierra and like mad other shit. Um, a lot of mixtapes from um, Lil Wayne in two thousand and seven actually. First of all, mixtape fever from Lil Wayne, nigga. Nigga, hold on, let's see. Let's go. Nigga couldn't give. Nigga couldn't breathe without shooting a mixtape out, nigga. Listen, this was peak Lil Wayne, and this is before. This is the year before the Carter Three drop. So mm-hmm. the Carter Three was kind of like the zenith. The mm-hmm. Carter Three represents more of the the peak, the apex, the build of. The years of Lil Wayne going Mm. in. Mm. Going in so hard. (laughs) 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 Ah, that pun. Oh, you clever bitch. Going in. I didn't even mean a pun, but you're just just hilarious. Um, Really? Just going in. Yeah, I didn't. Going in so hard that he just like... And I'm gonna go hard. He was omnipresent everywhere. The nigga was everywhere. He had a feature on every song. Mm -hmm. Nigga had... A mixed, he freestyled over every record, like he was scorching hot, which eventually 
you know, went to the Carter 3. I eventually built up to the Carter 3 where he sold a million albums in fucking one, one week. But I just remember Lil Wayne, um, which records? He had, damn, even his Wikipedia page got a singles page, a discography, and then a fucking album discography. That's when you know you that nigga with that kind of output and that kind of work. The nigga had We Taken Over, Pop Bottles. I have to stretch out some of Pop Bottles. Hold on, I'm out of show fish slot. Um, wow. Duffel Bag Boy. Go and get your money, little Duffel Bag Boy. Fuck. Which, uh, let's see. A Song with Currency. Love in the Club, Part 2, Girls Around the World, I Run This. Just crate. No, that's two thousand eight. But the, you see the you see the point. The nigga was wild for the, the number of years. Yeah, I know that's like future numbers, nigga. Yeah, the number. It's me remix. I actually dropped that yesterday. What? I dropped that at the party. I DJed the party yesterday. Really? I did. I'm so. Why did you tell me? I would have came. I did. No, I didn't know I was DJing. It was just like yo, yo, bro. That you know how, you don't know how many times that's, that's happened to me like three times. Who's ever who? It was like whoever there just play. And he was like, yo, you wanna play? Cause. Tev was getting off the thing, so I DJed it for like an hour, and everyone said it was really fucking good. Yeah, that's good. So I was just that's like, good, I drop good. it to me, bitches. Like, oh, man. Um, but it's a... Young nostalgia. Yes. Um, and this was also at the peak of T-Pain. T-Pain had eventually got a number one single with... um. What's that rapper's name? Flo Rida. Who? Flo Rida. You remember "Low" by Flo Rida? Low, low, the step up, the step up shit. That's really what people remember "Low" for. It's fucking step up because "Low" was also. I, I'm not gonna front like "Low" wasn't a fucking banger. Like "Low" was like the shit. Um, but T Pain was out here. Oh, apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. Damn, T Pain really. You know, it's so funny. T Pain was so good on that song. I forgot there was another nigga on it. God damn it. <laughs> um, Don't you hate that shit? Niggas be like, feature a who? That nigga's on the song? Bow Wow, nah. Out of My System. Classic Bow Wow, even though Bow Wow is a terrible... Just terrible, hurt human being. Um, Dickhead. I'm a flirt featuring R. Kelly. Mm. I'm a flirt. Listen. First of all, that's one of my favorite instrumentals. It's a it's a good song. Like, just a song entirely. It's a, The funny thing about the song we were talking about on Twitter day, a couple days ago... Was that it was originally a Bow Wow song, and it was featured flirt. on a Bow Wow album, and then R. Kelly took Bow Wow off his own song and then made it a hit. That's what real niggas do. The L's just no, you're coming. doing it wrong. The L's just keep coming. No, you're doing it wrong, Chad. I'm so hood, shouty, the dumb pie, the introduction of pie, mm. kiss kiss by Chris Brown, good night mm. by Kanye West. Look at all these bangers, it's nigga. Bangers out the fucking banger, man. Like this shit, they were at the peak zenith. Like T Pain. Was one of the hottest things. Like the summer of 2007 and T Pain are just synonymous because his voice was everywhere. Same with Lil Wayne and the fact that you know, ten years, well, however later now, yes, yeah, ten years later, and now they're dropping this thing. It's it's sad that they're both washed because I think they both have like still can contribute sort of music wise. Absolutely. To this, at least I think as they, curators and like I like just like pieces of history. Right. Like I think Lil Wayne has one good run in him but that's it and i think t-pain is probably to me he's probably at the point where he's like artist wise he's probably the best he ever is but no one really gives a shit because like t-pain is now it's a dated sound mm-hmm. now it's like representative of the aughts the 2000s as opposed to like the 2000s <laughs> you said the aughts the aughts yes oddies um, let's see i also have on here um 2007 represented the birth of Rihanna as we know her. Um, you mean pop star Rihanna? Pop star Rihanna. Removed. What, what song came out in 2007 for her? Was it Umbrella? Was it, it wasn't just Umbrella. It was two it, other. It was two other songs. It was Umbrella. Um, whatever the second single was. Shut up and drive. I think. Shut up and drive. Good girl. Good girl gone bad was 2007. Um, it it released and that was. It turned because she had the two previous albums that were that great. this is that yo. This was a very you know. So this album was very good. So let me tell you about my ex at the time. Sure. She was Caribbean. She was in love with Rihanna. Listen, did she cut her hair too? Because Rihanna is the one who really started. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, their yeah. Hair. Cutting their fucking hair for the small ass bobs. Yeah. Them fucking nursing bobs. <laughs> <laughs> like the only like the only West Indian auntie that did the nursing and had the comfortable shoes. That's the kind of bob she had. Let's be real. Anyway, 
she had such an obsession. But so I had I listened to this album all the way through like at least three times at her crib. It's a good album. My nigga was just playing in the background, bro. It's, it's a good album. You could listen to it all the way through. It had Umbrella on here. I could live without hearing Umbrella again. That's just just me in life. I don't even like hearing Jay Z's verse on Umbrella because I feel like it doesn't even. If you there ever had to smash to shut up and drive, you know my frustration. Listen. No I'm kidding. <laughs> You were a wild boy. I would never in what? my dream shut up and drive and smash. Nigga, what she wanted to put shut she, up she and put drive on she put on the Rihanna. That was she it. put on the Rihanna and I pulled out my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and rehab. Fucking I love rehab. Oh, that's the what other songs on there? Is it a round of applause or some shit like that? No, no, no. Is it no, a standing no. ovation? What is the fucking song called? No, there's that one there's breaking dishes. There is fucking sell me candy. Don't stop the music, please. Don't stop the music. Um, she on the bonus one. She put that one with um Sean Paul on it. Mm. She had a song with Sean Paul that was like wild popping quietly for like it was like. Anyway, this is the beginning of Rihanna as we know it. This is like her classic. This is like her magnum opus in terms of albums because this is the one that really turned the corner. Umbrella was a smash hit that was undeniable, worldwide number one across the countries. This one, this album sold millions and millions and millions of copies. Every single, this started her, not started, but it like it continued the chain of number ones from Umbrella to fucking, you know, damn, I don't even think she had another number one on here. But she did a number of top ten records. Don't Stop the Music, Hate That I Love You, Rehab was another good one. She had the song with Sean Paul, which was another good one. Like it, it continued to go on and on. This was the birth of Rihanna as we know her. Excuse me. What? No. Nah, 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 nah. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Fuck out. Please, you little niggas. No, I'm kidding. Um. Nonetheless, it's a. This was sort of the magnum opus of Rihanna. This is this introduced the world to Rihanna as we know her. And then it's like she started to take form as like this thought queen yes, over time. Of it's amazing. Just assume the role. Well, and then they had the, it, it had the um, it had the reloaded shit with the. I can't wait till Rihanna's like forty. She's gonna be, she's gonna look good for forty. No no no, I, I can't wait till she's like around like at least gets close to like about the edge of forty, mm-hmm. so some other little like young sex symbol can come and push her out the way. I don't know if she'll ever stop being relevant. Like she's so good. Um, no. She will eventually. It happens to all of <laughs> it them. It happens to everybody. It happens to all of them. Everybody. It's either um, you gra- e- either you grace you age gracefully as a diva or you age like milk as a diva. Agreed. Like look at Shaka Khan. She aged gracefully, my nigga. Absolutely. As a diva. Absolutely. Beyonce will age gracefully. Yes. Miley Cyrus will age like milk, <laughs> nigga. She will age like fucking Chobani, my nigga. Um, <laughs> Let's see, 2007, also the year of, um, I, I put this in quietly. So mm-hmm. I put this, MIA's um, Paper Planes and the Insurgence oh. of Diplo on oh, MIA's album. You're absolutely right, bitch. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I got to talk about this, because I got to talk birth about this. Sort of, it, it was like the birth of Diplo in terms of just being in the space of being accepted in pop music. Diplo was one of... I can say this like comfortably, especially for his time period. He's one of the first curators of world music on the pop music scene. Right. Like he was like Paul Simon on mm-hmm. af- in, in like the electronic age. He was bringing you music and styles of music that you'd never really listen to mm-hmm. if you weren't from those places. So he was he was sampling by the funk, working with dancehall artists, right? Working, working with electronic music artists and shit like that. And that's how he got, like, his label and things like that off the ground with, like, the success of M.I.A. and being M.I.A.'s DJ. Right. Um, M.I.A. Uh, was not known for most of 2007, but when the smash hit Paper Planes came out, she was fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the album went to be, become gold. Because it had the hip-hop appeal. Yeah, nigga. it had the hip-hop appeal. It was one of the first, I think it was, like, I just feel like a world record that was accepted... <sighs> By the hip-hop mainstream and sort of even the pop mainstream. I think we've gotten a lot of acts from, like, the U.K. and maybe Toronto and maybe even, like, Mexico or, like, other... When they were doing reggaeton fad in the early 2000s and shit like that. But this was more on a world scale where it was just, like, this wasn't just... This wasn't just um, conventional music from another country. This was just, like, a worldly different type of sound. Paper Planes really sort of... Added. And then when everybody jumped on that motherfucker. Right. And it even, listen, Swagger Like Us. Like, 
it, it, it garnered her, I think at least she got her first Grammy from Swagger Like Us. I think so. And then when Swagger Like Us had to be performed and she was fucking preggers. She was fucking pregnant. That was a moment. That's Shit. amazing, nigga. That was she was moment. pregnant in heels. She was nine months pregnant. She literally had the baby like a less than a week after that. That nigga rolled out that womb, nigga. <laughs> nigga just bumping and just like, ah. That nigga dug out the uterus, nigga. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 2007 also represented, boom, 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 the development in R&B stars, namely Neo, Chris Brown, Trey Songz, and The Dream. Um, All niggas that I'm kind of tired of at this point. Listen, at this, Neo isn't around. <laughs> yeah, Neo is completely Neo out of the paint. Neo is completely well, I think we got him out of the paint once we started fo- like putting up those photos of him just looking <laughs> like, like... a fish and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the greased up lips and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he definitely looked like Satan's butthole. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy to think how Chris Brown, out of all people, even though he had the Rihanna situation, has probably sustained relevance longer than any of them. I know, but it's like he's sinking fast. But they, a lot of these had critical sort of sophomore albums. Um, Chris Brown dropped Exclusive, which featured Wall to Wall, Kiss Kiss. Yeah, that shit did have a lot of bangers. It had a whole bunch of bangers. Yeah, no one really talks about exclusive like that. No one does, and I love, that's one of my favorite, I think it was because 2007. 2007 was just a fucking amazing year for me. Um, but Yeah, if you didn't like exclusive, I don't know what to tell you, because that yeah, was a really good That was a really set. good album, Take You Down. Like, I bitches really love Take to, You yo, Down. Yo, first of all, Take, down, Take You Down comes in the club, every girl will start Take body rolling. Down. It has the pony effect. Yeah. It it's like once pony drops and you hear that, that, that first robot burp. Listen. It's there, burp. There's a lot of songs that I test and play. Literally, I test and play just to see the initial reaction to see if girls are thoughts or not. And it, Oh, the shake that ass factor? Yes. That's what I call it. The shake that ass factor. When that fucking, I don't know what it is, a bugle, whatever it is, and Travis Porter's Make It Rain hits. And I just want to oh, see. Oh, that horn? That yes, brass stab? Yes, yeah. I yeah. just want to see the initial reaction. Of just like, if you lose it immediately, I'm like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Or it's like when it gets to that part in, um, in the electric slide part two where it's like, how low can you go? Right. Can you go down? If your tongue comes out your mouth as you do it. <laughs> um, let's see. It, it represented Neo. Neo had his sophomore album, which I think was because of you. At the, He continued to sustain. Oh, I thought you meant it was actually because of me. I was like, oh, no, that's not how that happened. No, Neo, because of you, sustained the success. Um... That he had his initial album, his sort of mm-hmm. breakthrough album. Because of you was good. This was like this is and at this point too, Neo was writing for everybody. Yeah. So the Neo sound was everywhere. Beyonce's irreplaceable, Neo. Fucking Rihanna, Umbrella, Neo. Like his R and B was so pop laden. That's why I think I didn't really feel it. I think it's because of the producer. So he usually worked with like Shea Taylor or Stargate. Usually Stargate. Um and they just sort of created the same similar sound. It's like light strumming, um, very pop, you know, folksy pop appeal mm-hmm. sort of. It. That's like a time stamp of that sort of era. Because yeah. outside of that, it doesn't really, you don't really hear it outside of like past like 2008, 2009. Me and my boy were talking about Stargate. How um, no one knows who the fuck he is. That shit's crazy. But... Probably, and there's Trey Song Straight A too. Trey Song Straight A is a good album. I'm not even, I'm just not running past this shit because it is a good album. It had Can't Help With Wait, one of the greats, one of the great songs. Wonder Woman, another great song. Last Time, One Time, all this other shit. What I really want to talk about is the Dreams Love Hate. Because of course you did. This nigga, this nigga typing in his think piece right now. The Dreams Love Hate. The Dreams Love Hate. <laughs> Is one of the most critical <clears throat> albums to current R and B, literally, from the way, from producer, the to nuances, singer, the nuances, literally. <laughs> oh my god! Producer. I'm gonna eat my cookies while you while you jizz over the dream. Listen, Hold on. Ow. There is the way I can't even start this shit <laughs> <laughs> because. The way this album is so Just powerful, say it, just say it, just say it. It gives me life. It gives, it gives me, me life. It gives Listen, me life. This is one of the best albums <laughs> yes, of the year Yes, bitch. To me. This is one of the best albums of the year to me. Because it was so left of what everything R&B was doing. Mm-hmm. And I was getting tired of the way R&B was structured because it was literally the same shit all the time. It was like these little Stargate shit or the little cute little, you know, how many times we're going to sing about the same girl in love and all this other shit. This shit had records. 
this shit had a different style of writing. This shit had a different style of producing. This had a different style of arrangements. I Love Your Girl is an amazing song because it says, mm, I feel so bad, but mm, not that bad. Like, that's a different type of R&B. Fucking Ditch That, another song. Ditch That Nigga, another crazy song. Falsetto. Listen, Falsetto is a record... Anytime you put it on, women are going to lose their fucking minds. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Women are going to lose their mind. Falsetto. Oh my god, you're going to have to change your shoes because it's going to be covered in choke sauce. Love, love, hate, and what more directly affects the, the R&B of today is on the next album, Love Vs. Money, which is a song called Fancy. And if you have not heard Fancy, it is one of the best songs of probably the last decade or that decade or wherever the fuck it came out. But it's a really, really great song. This song helped influence R&B today. When you hear all that eat the butt R&B, and when you hear all that fucking... Yo, you're right. Jeremiah, where you hear The Weeknd, where you hear Frank Ocean, where you hear all this other shit, this album is kind of what did it. This preceded the 808s and Heartbreaks, where everyone said that, you know, it influenced, and it actually did, but this influenced R&B for right now. This took a much more raw approach. This didn't have all the, you know, sappy, lovey, heart song, lovey-dovey songs, or the... You know, ah, oh, damn, I want my girl back, breakup songs. Like, this was just like, yo, I'm that nigga. Fuck, I'm fucking bitches, all this other shit. Like, this was a really aggressive, really great album. Mood? Love, hate. Mood. Big mood. Big mood. Big mood. A very large mood. Um, Very bigly mood. And just running through sort of a few more. Um, 2007 was the year Britney Spears and Batchit. Crazy. Oh, dude, and she shaved her whole fucking shaved head. Shaved her whole head, attacked in the car with an umbrella, mm -hmm. and then released probably the greatest album of her career, mm -hmm. Blackout. Good album. Um, before, there was Lil Uzi Vert, which people are saying that bridging the gap between rock and rap or something mm -hmm. along those lines, just the rock star attitude, there was this song. <laughs> totally, dude. There's this song. As a person that listened to, like, metal and shit like that in high school, shit. I hated when this song came out. Listen, this was a big song. Like, yeah, it it's was. It's a terrible song. Yeah, absolutely. It's and a, the video was real bad, because it's like, it just portrayed, like, I guess what they assumed to be... rock stars. Nah, it, it, portray, it portrayed what people imagined to be, like, white trash stereotypes. <laughs> it's mad bad. Like, uh -huh. it looks bad on everybody. <laughs> it was such a shitty video. Oh, my God. Like, niggas had, like, like uh, kiss makeup and, like, chokers and chains and shit like that. <laughs> Yo, young Uzi Vert featured in this video. Probably not. Listen. That nigga was probably a fetus. That nigga was probably a fetus in his mom's belly in that song. I'm wa we're watching the video now, by the way. But yeah, this is essentially, this is like portrayed what it is. It's really bad. And literally, it's like... Shot Boys, I don't know how many songs they have on their Vivo. I'm going to take a look now, but this should be only it. No, it's probably a couple. Because you know what it is. is Niggas is one-hit wonders, but it doesn't stop them from coming out with it more songs. More hit. So, apparently, they've recorded more music. I'm not going to go through this music because literally, you know. Fucking hated the song. Um, Party Like a Rockstar. One-hit wonder during this year. Mims. Oh, man. First of all, first of all, first of all, first of all. As a nigga that grew up in uptown Manhattan when this first came out, and niggas was like, yo, he's from the Heights. Do you know this nigga? Do you mm -hmm. know this nigga? Um, I, was, I had to correct niggas multiple times and be like, first of all, I'm from Inwood. Sure. Bitch. Second of all, <laughs> no, I don't know this nigga, and I don't know why this nigga's hot. Mims, Mims was hot. Um, I'm looking for more one-hit wonders. Fucking hated that nigga. Cupid, Cupid Shuffle. 2007. Oh, shit. That's what year it came out in? Cupid Shuffle's a good song. That's wild. Cupid Shuffle's a good song. No, um, it's just that I don't remember it coming out in that year. Oh, shit. Did I take this shit from work? Yeah, I did. Wow. Thank God I didn't take the keys. I took my work keys, so I got to return. You know what's so funny? We have these for anti-theft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I took it with me. The irony. Oh, um, the irony. Lil Mama, lip gloss. Oh, man. You know, I actually got to meet her. Sure. How was that? How was the meeting of Lil Mama? She's a sweet girl. She's, she's, she's nice. She's, she's, nice. she's, she's actually don't, not, She means well. Yeah, she's not a bad person. It's just person. that she just ended up being the butt of jokes. Yes. Listen, um, let's see what else. Not much one-hit wonders um, in that, in this year. Oh, Young Jock, Bottle Poppin', I remember that. Bottle Poppin' came out that year? And then what other... Hustlenomics. Hustlenomics, my nigga. I love that album. 
What, what song was it? Was Luda Moneymaker came out that year too? Moneymaker. I think Moneymaker came out in 2008. I want to say. Or 2006. I want to say 2006. It might have been 2007 actually. No, it was 2006. I don't know. I, I can't scroll through this right now. But these are playlists I've made by the way. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Yes, 2006. Mm. Um, but 2008. Oh, International Players Anthem. Fucking great song. Oh, 2007, man. one of the best songs. One of, of the most, like, that's getting played at every black wedding. I'm um, sorry. If that doesn't get played at my wedding, I'm going to be very upset. Let's see. The second career renaissance of Timbaland. You, when he came out with Shock Value? Shock Value. Shock Value, the album. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing album full of tons of genres. Militia. It wasn't terrible like Shock Value 2. I'm going to tell you right now that my album's going to be named Spit On It. Spit On It 1, Spit On It 2, Spit On It 3. Yo, niggas be like, I don't like grime, but yo, <laughs> they love Timbaland, and that shit gets my, like, it. they be irking my soul, because it's the same FM synthesis, it's the same rhythms, like, the same, the same drum pattern from Are You That Somebody by Aaliyah, that is grime, my nigga. Listen, he has this song, this, this song on the album, this type of sound. Yeah, it was futuristic for what niggas were making in America. This type of sound. Yeah, it had that funky house style. This type of sound. Yeah, and niggas want to... Yo, every time niggas get into an argument about, oh, Pharrell or Timbaland, Pharrell or Timbaland, I was like, Pharrell get... Pharrell was... This type of sound. I love this nigga. Listen, it's just so much. He gave you so much on this album. There's a song with Elton John in here. I'm not playing it, but, you know, there's a song with Elton John. Don't worry about it. It's there. Um, <laughs> you funny. <laughs> But you said many people argue about Pharrell and Timbaland. Pharrell and Timbaland. So I'm I'm here to tell you now. Pharrell Pharrell has been doing music for a long time. Pharrell will give you all these tastes and flavors of things that have happened before. Sure. But how many people can bring you the future, my nigga? That's it. That's what I felt like every time I listened to Timbaland. I was like, yo, this is the f- this beats from the future, nigga. Mm-hmm. It's not. This is not no shit that I've heard before. This is not no fucking. Oh, man. Um, it's fucking amazing, bro. 2007 was also known for the year that Jay-Z went back to dropping good music um, after Kingdom Come was fucking his worst oh, album ever. Um, so my neighbor had that album, and he's a big Jay-Z fan. Mm-hmm. And he swears it's good, I'm sure. Yo, he swore it was good when it first came out. He's playing that shit every Kingdom day. Come, and I was like, yo. Come, come. I was like, yo, why is this so shitty? Um... This nigga is the king of rap? 2007 gave us American Gangster. Which is a vast improvement. Not my favorite Jay-Z album, but a vast improvement. This is probably top three Jay-Z album to me, ever. Top, really? Maybe top four. Like, to me, it's... because It's I, in the top five, for sure. It's, it's maybe top four. I'm, I want to say the best one to me is The Blueprint. Mm-hmm. And after that, Reasonable Doubt, then it might be this album. Okay, I to can me, understand that. It might be this album. I don't know, I like Black Album more. I did, I, the Black Album, too, but I, I think I appreciate this album more, because I've just played it a lot, way more than the Black Album. Mm, um, okay. But this was the return. Jay-Z was influenced by the movie American Gangster and decided, hey, if y'all not going to give me the soundtrack, I'm just going to make an entire album about it. The nigga made an album. It was a, probably the best album, because it was really what people loved him for initially in the first place. And then, you know, two years later, he went back to making pop songs with Alicia Keys and fucking Kanye West, Rihanna, and all this other shit. And you saw Jay-Z as it is, and ten years later, he's about to drop another album. He's about to drop two children. Yeah. This is crazy. This is, this is true. Yeah, I'm going to call my children albums, nigga. It's going to be crazy. Nigga's going to be like, what's the release date? 2007. And I know we're going long, but this will be done soon. Yeah, I know. Um, 2007, Soldier Boy becomes the first ever viral success. Mm-hmm. First, first, so, first through person. Through YouTube, through ringtones. That nigga was a G. That I think it was really ahead of his time for the time period. Soldier Boy became Soldier Boy, um, dropped records on MySpace and YouTube, and he they became hits, and he used that to leverage leverage deals with companies. He really became the first person after the years of music declining. Like essentially, music just became about rapping. Rap albums just became about singles because no one was going platinum anymore. 
This yeah, if you would stop buying albums because yeah. you can just download them. Right. So this was the decline of album sales and the rise of digital downloads and music sales and like that. And Soldier Boy became probably the phenom the first internet phenomenon that cranked that um crank that Soldier Boy. Um, and it's numerous spin-offs. Numerous spin-offs. What does crank Alright, so you go on Urban Dictionary and you look Superman on that hoe and there's very, very definitions. And one of the definitions is nutting on a girl's back and putting a sheet on it. Yeah, and that way the sheet sticks, so when she shakes her ass, it's like Superman's cape. This is, we, we're just getting, these are just the facts from Urban Dictionary, mm-hmm. UrbanDictionary.com. But um, you know Urban Dictionary is just made by white people that sit around the cooler. <laughs> so, what the actual thing is, is when you, um, what it is to actually Superman a hoe. Sure. Please. Toss her out the window after making love to her. Gotcha. What? <laughs> it's a toss her out the window after making sweet love to her. Nah. Throw out like fucking Jazzy Jeff. Nah. What is it? It's when you nut on her chest in the shape of an S, bro. This man, as much as you give his shit because he's a dusthead now. <laughs> the dustiest of dustheads. The dustiest bro. of heads. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that by his sunglasses in this yeah. fucking video. Oh my god, look at that. Look Listen. at the style of this period. Listen, this was the. And he. Alright, so you look at now where there's the viral success. You have fucking. The nigga who made that other song. The one. Um, watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay. Silent Toe. Silent Toe. Or you look at the other people who sort of created these sort of dance crazes, and none of them have sustained past that record. Like, Soldier Boy was really the one who came out with multiple hits. Because that nigga was um, new. Um, Pretty Boy Swag. He had that, he had that, what it is, is because he's new. At this point, we are so skeptical when someone comes out with exactly. one fucking song. Exactly. Because we've seen this so many times. When you're the first nigga to do something, yes, it's a little yes. easier. Yes. Um, Superman That Hoes, Pretty Boy Swag, um, Turn My Swag On. Like, yeah. Donk, I think he used Donk got too. Donk. You got a Donk. Yeah. Oh man, I can't remember. I remember that time where he got on the instrumental Laffy Taffy and said, "Girl, shake that booty, in me, <laughs> that booty, in me." Soldier Boy Classic hashtag. Hashtag Soldier Boy Classic. Um, 2007, as we. Oh man, if we we're gonna talk about 2007, I should have got Relly for this one. <laughs> oh, that's true. She loves fucking Soldier Boy. 2007. Um, Drake is a blip on the radar because mm-hmm. he comes out with Come Out Comeback Season. Come Good. on season. Come on season. Um, sorry, soldier, Superman in that hole too many times. <laughs> Superman, um, <laughs> it's fucking gross. Um, fucking gross, bro. Um, comeback season, the mixtape. Believe it or not, really enough, features Pusha T on this mixtape. <laughs> um, Idols become rivals, become niggas oh, that don't actually, really like you. No, it was malice. Whatever, fuck it. Same fuck thing, it. nigga. Same fucking guy. That's like Pusha T without the seasoning. Right. <laughs> um... I remember I was OD into um, Drake Comeback Season, and I'm the one who tried to get everyone on it because I heard the Barry Bonds freestyle, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. And just various other records. Um, my only fucking shit with this mixtape is that it's fucking way too long and way too boring. Like, there's no fucking cool shit on this. Mm-hmm. We had Replacement Girl. Mm. It was, was alright. Um, then Springboarded into So Far Gone, which dropped two years later, and that changed the life of Drake as we know it. Um, and the cataclysmic competition to sell albums between Yo, the feud and Kanye. So West. this is so funny because my dad wanted to talk to me. Like he he asked me a question about it when this first happened. He's just like, why are they why are they trying to outsell each other? <laughs> and I, I was like, I was like, I don't know. He's like, do, do they not understand that people can like both of their music? And he didn't understand that rap was like this sort of hyper aggressive masculine right. competition, especially to a nigga like Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. who's gonna be like, "Man, suck my dick." I can sell more albums than you, nigga, and I have some more albums than you. So Fifty Cent was pretty much before two thousand and seven. Fifty Cent, well, let's say up to two thousand and five, maybe a little two thousand six. Fifty Cent was one of the peak um, leaders, peak leaders in sort of rap. The Massacre sold ten million albums. Mm-hmm. Um, he was off. Selling a million albums in a week, the nigga was just the biggest thing out. Then Kanye West came through and started sort of to change the mold of rap from its fucking super gangster, hyper masculine to more feelings and bass and all this other instrumental song based thing. Um, it eventually led to a competition 
that was strung up by the both of them. This was just a ploy to sell albums. They've spoken about it. They've been pretty candid and open about it. This was a ploy to sell albums between them of who could sell the most albums between 50 Cent's Curtis and um, Kanye West's graduation. Well, Kanye West's success was still going up. Um, 50 Cent's success was dwindling, so it was pretty much a win-win for mostly 50 Cent, but I think Kanye West as well. Because it inspired people, hey, it gave people the sort of polarizing thing, like, hey, if you really respect real, you know, real cool rap, then you want to do graduation. But if you still on this old gangster rap wave, if you want to, or if you support, like, real street niggas, like, blah, 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 like you're going to support 50 Cent Curtis. Like, this is how it's essentially going to be done. Um, it's a, it was a good battle because it came up at a lot of moments. I remember watching 106 and Park on the day of the release when both of them were there. And literally, like, 50 Cent brings out Tony Yayo and Kanye West brings out Jay-Z. And it's like the it's like he outshined him in every possible way because, like, bringing Tony Yayo to a performance is like bringing hot dogs to a pizza party. Like, no one asks for it. But <laughs> okay, especially I think we can end on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's a pizza niggas, party. Niggas said hot dogs. <laughs> no, I brought all these weenies, but it's a pizza party, you son of a bitch! Oh my god! But it it, it was it became one of the highest selling weeks for rap just in general because both of them sold the combined probably one point seven million albums between them in that week. And it was just a big, it was a big, it was the reason why Curtis even went platinum, because no one was really, it was starting to be the decline of 50 Cent, and people were onto the shtick of, like, every album he come out, like, he's gonna start a beef, um, and Kanye West was continuing to rise, because Stronger, Can't Tell Me Nothing, Good Life was just popping in 2007, like, you really couldn't tell him shit. Also in 2007, um, the, the birth of Curtis on the radio with Cameron and 50 Cent their beef. I should save that for Jimmy. Video. Yeah. That video. First of all, first of all, I can give you a whole dissecting synopsis on that video. Whole TED talk on Curtis. Go ahead. Right now? Okay, so this shit is mad funny. He's calling this thing an informant, a gorilla. And then like literally had like a, a dude in a gorilla costume with a 50 cent accent. On the stand at a jury, and then niggas, oh my god, niggas, niggas flambayed this nigga. <laughs> the crack god that Mac brought. Pretty much what we want to say was 2007. Crazy year. Crazy year. Releases. Great year. Had way more music. There's still way more music to go through. There's a lot of R&B, a lot of hip-hop, a lot of pop. This was 2007 in terms of pop. It had, like, fucking... It was a very balanced year. One of the biggest years of, like, Avril Lavigne, who came out with Girlfriend, and you know she's Who is not really the real Avril Lavigne. She's dead. I know she's fucking dead. Fucking bitch. Um, Evil Melissa. I was like, dig her up! Dig her up! If she is not alive, <laughs> this is like you ever saw that episode of The Simpsons where they um they're looking for what's his face the real um remember when something Skinner? Springfield was Han Sprung oh Jebediah Springfield it was Han Sprungfeld and he was like dig him up dig it to look for the fucking silver tongue silver tongue oh uh, what a great day um Lloyd was popping in two thousand seven you know uh, I have a whole playlist on this um. You can find it yourself. 2007 was a great year. Yeah, just uh-huh. just put it in the links in the description yeah, of the show. I'll just put it in the show. Yeah, there you I'll go. Enjoy the rest of 2007, Enjoy children. Enjoy the rest of 2007. Um, we will be back next week. Maybe we'll talk about 2008. Probably not. Um, we'll get back to 2017. We'll get back to 2008 in 2018, probably. Sure. This is all right, fool. I don't know. This has been Two Bells Podcast, episode 110. Um, peace out, niggas. Yeah.